Good morning, Summit Church. My name is Chris Applegate, and I am the impact pastor for our middle and high school students in Kernersville. And I'm so honored and excited to be up here with you guys to wrap up the final week of our Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo series. Whole series on making decisions. So I thought, what better way to start the last week than by having everybody here make five quick decisions. You guys ready? Yeah? Watch online, you ready? Because, hey, it might get heated in here. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and be honest. Disclaimer out there. We got five things. You guys got to make a decision right here where you are. Let's see how it goes. First one, Coke or Pepsi? Oh, Pepsi, Pepsi, Coke. Okay, good. You know, Coke being from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, they have the polar bears and Santa Claus on their side. Clearly, every, every December we get reminded of that. And then Pepsi. Where's Pepsi from? Yeah, right here. North Kakalaki. Come on now, right? Yeah. We got Pepsi, and they also sponsor the NFL and the Carolina Panthers. I think both choices are great, but it's fun to make one of the two choices if you have to. Next one for y'all. This might get a little bit more intense. Let's see how this one goes. Blue cheese, ranch. Okay. See, getting you guys there. Okay, we're getting warmed up. I like that. Now, I used to always be a ranch person until... I met my wife, and we got married, and my mother-in-law makes a blue cheese that is unbelievable. Like, if you don't get this blue cheese, then the meal is just not complete. Somebody's with me on that. Amen to that. All right. Let's go. Now, ranch, as we know in the South, we put ranch on everything. Yes. We put ranch on our salad, on our bread, on our pizza, on our eggs, right? Everybody loves ranch. It's, like, more popular than ketchup. I think it's fantastic. Next one for us. Ooh, somebody said both. It's pretty overwhelmingly coffee, okay? Now, this one really is dangerous. I'll, I'll, the next one, before we get there, please remember, we are in church. <laughs> so please, no clearing of the benches. We're not going to have any brawls. Any of this stuff is about to get real. If you're watching online, you might be able to have some fun at home. But here, let's keep it civil. Here we go. Okay. I, I mean, I don't even know how it's a question. If you walk outside, you see the sky. It's Carolina blue. I mean, all right. Nah, Duke fans, Duke fans, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're, you're right. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I don't know how you sleep with yourself if you're a Duke fan. And the reason I say this, okay, you might be having a better year than us this year. Okay, well, well, we'll play in a couple weeks and we'll see. But, hey, here's the deal. Y'all's mascot it's a blue devil. devil. <laughs> and y'all are in church right now saying, Duke, woo! Right, we're going to pray for y'all, okay? We will definitely pray for y'all. And then the last one, Super Bowl coming up next week. Let's see who you got. Yes. That was overwhelmingly a Rams crowd. That is fabulous. All right. If there's any Patriot fans, you guys can just shrink a little bit lower in your chair if you'd like to right now. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if all of our decisions in life were this easy and they were this fun and you could just make a choice right there and just know on the spot, this is what I'm doing, no questions asked. But unfortunately, they're not. And some of, a lot of y'all came in here this morning with a decision that you are wrestling with and it's on your heart and you don't know what to do. It could be a decision that you have to make with your family, with your marriage, with the girl you're dating or the guy you're dating, if you guys are actually take that step. 
Could be a decision with the house you're living in or you're thinking about buying or a car you're looking at. Could be a health decision right now. And doctors gave you some unfortunate news and you don't know if you should go through with treatment or you should go with a surgery or a procedure. It could be a decision our high schoolers face this all the time. Where are you going to college? And even better, our high schoolers don't just face that question. They also face, hey, what do you want to do with your life? I'm like, man, that's a big decision for a kid who's 17 or 18 years old. I feel like even as an adult now, we're still trying to figure out what we're doing with our life, right? Guys, decisions are tough. They're really, really challenging. And the reality is we all need people in our lives to help us with our decisions. So we're talking about the people filter here this morning. And I had a a really close experience with the people filter about three years ago. My wife and I had been married for about three months And it was a Saturday morning, and I decided, you know, I'm going to help out a little bit, and I'm going to go and mow the yard for my wife. Man, that sounds like a simple thing to do. Should be. Just a little backstory. I asked my wife earlier this week for some background on this message. I said, hey, babe, do you think I'm a handyman? And she stopped what she was doing, and she paused, and I'm like, oh, boy. And she said, like, in the sweetest angelic voice I've ever heard, she said, you know, babe, there's a lot of things that you do really good. (laughs) But being a handyman, yeah, I I don't think that's you. It's like, thanks, babe. And it's true. I mean, she was actually putting up shelves (laughs) in our room at the time. (laughs) And I asked her, I'm like, Babe, you sure you don't need help with that? And she said, no, I actually like doing these things. That's what she said. In my mind, I'm like, I don't know if she's telling the truth or if she just wants me to feel better about myself because I'm still trying to figure out the difference between a Phillips head and a flat head and all that stuff. I don't know. I feel like uh, the extent of my home improvement is really changing light bulbs and changing batteries and smoke detectors. Kind of like Buddy the Elf. That would be me. So rewind Three years ago on this Saturday, I'm getting ready to mow the yard, and I was really excited about mowing the yard. I've done it before. It can't be too hard. Well, I bought a mower earlier that week. I filled it up with gas. I filled it up with oil, and I was ready to go. Problem with my yard is I usually don't mow it until it's about uh, mid-shin. <laughs> yeah, somebody said, oh, disgusting. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I load it up, and I'm ready to go. And I get ready to mow, and I, I mean crank this thing up. It sounds like a diesel truck. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, this probably isn't good. But I start mowing. And as I start mowing and pushing this thing, man, it starts just blowing out smoke. (laughs) I mean, just blowing out smoke. It looked like a chimney. And I was worried the neighbors around back might think, hey, man, we're burning some trash. Let's go burn some trash over here. You know, I I didn't know what I was going to do. But the video, I have a video for you guys. The smoke was so bad, I didn't know what to do next. Check out this video of the smoke on my mower. It was not good. So I have a decision to make here. I'm like, okay, can I just keep mowing? And just act like the smoke, the, the smoke is just an early July 4th preview or something. Or do I need to take this mower back? I just bought it from Lowe's. There's no way this thing is broken. So before I make my decision, I decide to call a couple people. And first person I call is my dad. Me and my dad have a really close relationship. He's always helped me with things like this before. So I call him and try and talk them through what's going on here and get some advice. 
from my dad. Nothing like a dad's advice. And I'm like, okay, so should I return the mower? Or can I keep mowing? Like, what's... I said, yes, son, I don't think you want to keep mowing. I said, okay, thanks, Dad. Appreciate it. And then I decided to call my father-in-law next. Fellas, if you are married, and if you have to call the dad of your wife <laughs> to ask for help with something as simple as mowing the yard, I don't know if I could have been any lower. You know, I was so embarrassed to do it. But I had to call him. I didn't have a choice. And the main reason I, I had to call Herbie was because you know, Herbie just happens to be the fire chief at Beeson's Crossroads, which is about two blocks from my house. So I don't call him. He's probably going to send a truck over here and wonder what in the world caught on fire in his son-in-law's backyard. So I call him, and I'm like, all right, hey, Herbie, you know, my, my, my lawnmower is smoking a little bit. I need some. He's like, what do you mean a little bit? I'm like, well, it's just smoking. I send him the video. And Herbie's like, Chris, hey, listen, listen. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, don't keep mowing. Don't keep mowing. Can't keep mowing. I'm like, okay, what do I do? He's like, I'm not sure. I'll come and look at it later. Well, I didn't have later. I wanted to surprise my wife by the time she got home. So the last person I call is my brother-in-law, Bradley. And he's a little bit younger than me. And, I, you know, we have a good relationship. But I have to call him and ask for some help because he actually owns his own lawn care business. <laughs> yeah. So I call him and I say, hey, Bradley, I got a problem with my mower. He actually does not answer because he's at work, and I sent him the very video I just showed you guys. <laughs> and he responds back with some words I probably shouldn't say from a church stage. Uh, and he calls me immediately. He says, what did you do? I said, oh, what are you talking about, man? I'm mowing the yard. And I'm like, hey, Bradley, can I just keep mowing this thing? Like, is that all right, or do I need to take it back to mow? He's like, dude, do not mow anymore. You're going to ruin your mower. Stop. Don't do it. I'm like, okay, so do I just... Take it back to Lowe's? Is that the best thing to do? Probably said, well, hold on, let's think about this. You said there's gas in there. I said, yep, there's gas. He said, you put oil? I said, yeah, there's oil. He said, oh, hold on, hold on. How much oil did you put in the mower? I said, well, Bradley, I'm not really that good with, like, ounces and measurements and stuff. Again, all the men are just disgusted with me right now. I know you guys are. <laughs> but it came with this little plastic bottle in the box, yeah, I heard it. Oh, goodness. And I decided, hey, this is oil for my lawnmower. I'm just going to dump it all in there. Yeah, men are disgusted with me. And I thought it'd be fine. I'm like, hey, well, I want to use this all summer. I might as well just fill it up to the top with oil. And Bradley said, what is wrong with you? I said, okay, so you're telling me I can't keep mowing? Maybe I should return it. He said, no, here's what you need to do, man. You put too much oil in there. You need to flip the lawnmower over, drain the oil, and then be sure it's at a level rate, and you'll be good to go. And I'm like talking on the phone with him about this. I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds easy. Thanks a lot, Bradley. I'll do it. And thanks to the advice I got from my dad, my father-in-law, my brother-in-law, man, I was actually able to mow my yard, and I didn't lose a mower. But the reality is for a lot of us, when it comes to decisions that we have to make right here and right now, Man, we're at a place where we're trying to make a decision on our own. And that's a scary place to be. And we want to encourage y'all and let you know, hey, if you're making a decision by yourself, it's risky. It's really risky to make a decision all by yourself. And you might be saying, oh, I prayed to God about it. I've talked to him about, it. you know, it's just me and God. We're good. God's trying to put people in your life to help you with that decision. 
Some of y'all might even say, well, hold on though, it goes to my pride. I can't ask for help. I'm supposed to know how to do everything. Or maybe you say, I don't have time to ask for help. Man, I'm just so busy and busy and busy. And I have to go ask somebody else for advice with this decision. I'm going to have to change my decision. I'm just not going to do it. Or maybe you say, I don't want to ask for help or advice because I know what they're going to say. I don't want to hear what they have to say because they're probably going to tell me something that I'll have to do different. Some of us out here right now might even be like, I'd love to ask for some advice and some help, but I don't really have anybody to ask, anybody to talk to. So today, that's what we're going into. We want to encourage everybody here, everybody watching online, to know this and to live this this week with whatever decision you're struggling with. And just remember, that we need to have people in our lives right now to help us with our decision. We've got to have people in our lives to help us with our decision. We can't go through it blindly. You might mess around and lose a mower. I actually did. I didn't lose that mower then. <laughs> But a few months later, I actually, I did blow a hole in the engine. That is a true story. <laughs> Should have asked for help, but I didn't then. Hey, somebody from the Bible who talks a lot about this, we talked about him earlier in the series, is Solomon. And Solomon really, really wants to encourage us when it comes to making decisions. And Solomon, as we know, was the king of Israel for over 40 years. He knew everything there was to know about uh, in 1 Kings, it tells us about animals, about birds, about fish, about small creatures. He knows how to run a lawnmower properly, I'm sure. You know, he had kings from every nation send ambassadors to come and sit in his court to hear about the decisions that he makes, how to listen to counsel, how to take advice, what to do in these times. Solomon was like the guy when it came to knowing what to do. It was Solomon. He would have an answer for you. Solomon writes over 3,000 different Proverbs, over 1,000 different songs. And we're going to look at four different Proverbs today that really talk about why it's so important for us right now with a decision that we are still struggling with for us to have people help us with that decision. we got four different verses. We're going to look at the first one here. Proverbs 13, 20. Solomon says, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. I used to always think my mom just said this to me. <laughs> Didn't realize it was a song. It was a proverb here. Hey, the, the people that you're hanging out with right now, the people in your inner circle, your family, your friends, your spouse, your coworkers, whatever it is, because if those people are not making the best decisions, it's really hard for us to expect to make the best decisions as well. If, if, if we're kind of leering on the, the side of making foolish decisions, it's so much easier for us to do the same thing when it comes to making a choice or a decision. We gotta be sure we're walking with the wise, with the people in our lives. Next verse for us, Proverbs 27, nine. says, the heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense. And students, you guys probably know, you probably tried this before, adults, we have two. Um, there is nothing really sweet or tasty about perfume and incense, like if you tasted it when you're a kid. <laughs> but it smells beautiful. And today in 2019, with social media and the phone age and everything where we're just looking down and constantly texting, we don't really have those face-to-face -face conversations like we probably should and like we used to. But for those of us that do, when you have that counsel from a friend, that help from a friend, that support from a friend that's heartfelt, man, 
It's something that is unbelievable, and it's something that is really and truly sweet and beautiful. Solomon encourages us to find that heartfelt counsel. And when we do, we hold on tight to it. Next one he says here, a lot of us probably know this verse, Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Our responsibility as friends is not just to be there and just have fun with each other. Our responsibility, what we really should do is try and help one another and make one another better, make one another greater. And if you're struggling with the decision right now and if your friends don't know about it, man, you're missing an opportunity for God to use those people in your life to help you with that decision. Last verse for us today. This is the main verse, Proverbs 15, 22. Solomon says, plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. And Solomon here, again, the wisest man to ever live. And he's talking about having many advisors. <laughs> What's cool is Solomon isn't somebody who's just talking the talk. You know, if anybody had a right to not take advice throughout all of history, it'd be Solomon. But you know, one of the first things he does when he gets power as king of Israel, he, he appoints an entire court of officials and managers and advisors and friends to help him with the choices that he makes for his country. Solomon said, there's too much at stake. I cannot make these decisions by myself. I need help. I've got to have people around me in my life help me with these decisions. So the first thing for us to know really today, y'all, is that with the decision that you're making, we should be surrounded by people in our lives that can help us with that decision. And you might say, yeah, but I don't know if I want to go into that decision with them. Well, if they really care about you and they love you, then they would love to help you with that decision. Don't keep it to yourself. If Solomon, the smartest, ever surrounded himself with people openly to help him, who are we not do the same thing? And it's not just Solomon. We're going to go a little bit further. Businesses today, you look at Apple, you look at Nike, you look at Disney, you look at ESPN, which is a part of Disney, right? You look at all these big businesses, Microsoft, wh whoever you want to name, they all have a board around them and they sit at the table. And this is what we know as our board of directors. And you know why companies do this? They say there is too much at stake for a company to make a decision all by themselves. They all get input and they get to share advice and share wisdom and share counsel and help with a decision that a company makes. And if a, if a company's doing this, and if Solomon did this for his country, guys, who are we not to do the same thing? And I, listen, I'm not saying you need to get a board of directors and who would all get together in your basement Monday morning, we're having coffee, or the tea people want tea. Wear a suit and tie. I'm not telling you you gotta do that. But I'm saying we should start thinking right here today about people in our lives who would be sitting in these chairs. And reality is this, guys, we need to have people at our table in life to help us with our decisions. We've got to have some people help us and support us with whatever it is we're trying to walk through on our own. Because, hey, if you're here today and if you aren't really sure about Jesus and aren't sure about God and, and, and kind of what it means to you or watch it online, thank you so much for, for being here and for tuning in. The fact is, what this still matters for you and it's still relevant for you. Because you're going to face a decision, and I don't care how stubborn you are. I don't care how stuck in your own ways you are. I don't care how smart you might be. You're going to need some other people 
to help you with that decision. You're going to have to have them. Hey, Christians, you've been following Jesus for a year, your whole life, three weeks, whatever it is. It's no question for us. If the only advice we're getting on our decisions is what we get through the Bible and through prayer, man, we're missing it. God is trying to put people in your life right now to help you with that decision. But you've got to be willing to get people at your table. This movie came out uh, beginning of this year on Netflix, known as Bird Box. Some of y'all are moaning in disgust. Others are laughing. Sandra Bullock movie, and it's a scary movie. And basically, Sandra Bullock has to walk around like this with her kids, and they are not allowed to see anything because if they see uh, a creature or this, this monster, right, then they will go and they will hurt themselves. Clearly, I did not see the movie. I feel like I have some impact kids already down here like moaning in disgust at my terrible synopsis of that movie. The reason I did not see this movie is because I don't like scary movies. Uh, I don't really see a purpose in getting scared. And it was really funny. Last week, I was uh, talking with one of my guys, and he said, dude, you got to see Bird Box. I said, well, I don't want to see a movie that's going to scare me. He said, dude, no, it's not scary. It's the worst movie ever. It's like two hours. Like, I wish I could get the two hours back in my life that I wasted watching this movie. But it's not scary at all. You should see it. I said, hold on. So it's not scary, but it's a waste of two hours of your life, and I should see it. And he says, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to see it. Whitney had some of her students over um, a couple weeks ago watching it, and I went outside because I don't want to see a scary movie. Yeah. But what's crazy about this Bird Box movie is it's starting like a phenomenon throughout social media. And everybody's trying this thing known as the bird box challenge. Yeah. Some are like, what is that? Well, it's ridiculous is what it is. And essentially what people are doing, they are blindfolding themselves. And they are doing everyday tasks such as bake a cake, play football, play basketball, ride a scooter. That one was really funny to see. Um, do homework. Teachers, I'm sorry, they should do better than that. Even doing crazy things like walking down the road, and check this, some kids are even doing the Bird Box Challenge and driving a car with a blindfold on. I know, and I'm not just going to throw it on students, because even as adults, a lot of times, we do crazy things too. Like this right here. I bet for a lot of us right now, we're making decisions in our life and we're bird boxing it. We got this big decision we have to make right here and right now. We got a deadline. And instead of asking people for help, you're putting on a blindfold. You say, no, you know, yeah, I know God. I need to ask some other people for some help. I should probably ask for some advice, for some counsel. Yeah, I should probably ask my friends or my spouse. Ah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to do what I want to do. I've got it all figured out. And you got a big, 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 big decision, but instead of actually asking for help or support, we're walking like this, saying, I want to do what I've already decided to do. It looks crazy when we see the challenge on social media, but if we're real in our own lives with the decisions that we're trying to make right now, we're bird boxing it. And we need people at our table who want to help us take off the blindfold and toss it and say, hey, here's the deal. 
That's probably not the best decision. Here's the deal. I could help you with that decision. I'd love to support you and walk with you in that decision. So if, if you feel like you might have a blindfold on right now and you don't really have the best people at your table helping you with decisions, we've got a people filter for y'all. And we're going to work through it because this people filter, it, it, it's very real in my own life as well. Helps me evaluate the friendships and the people I have that speak into my life. And I got to do better with it. But the first thing that we need to look for, we need to find people sitting at our table who really and truly love and care about you. We got to find people who are for us. Not necessarily people who like the decision that you're going to make because of how it influences them. We need to find people sitting at our table next to us in life who say, okay, yeah, I want what's best for you in this situation. I want to help you as much as possible with your decision and be for you in that decision, regardless of how it might affect me or it might affect our family or it might affect the future. I want what is best for you. Got to have people that love and care about you at your table. Most important thing. Second thing we can do, we got to find people at our table who have been there before. When it comes to the decision right now that you might be walking blindly with, we got to have people who have walked in those shoes before. Some of y'all might be in a really, 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 really tough spell right now, a, a, a tough patch, and you don't know why these things are happening, and it's, it's just a difficult place to be. And I'm sorry that you're going through that. But man, if you let God use you, one day you'll have people at your table that you'll be able to help with the same thing that you're going through right now, which is really cool. And it's, it's also, my wife Whitney has experience with this. Um, we have been blessed with our second little girl at Thanksgiving. Uh, little Everly was born, and she is a hoot, to say the least. So Iris is 20 months, Everly is two months, and Iris slept really, really good through the night. And yeah, Iris slept really good through the night. And then we had Everly. And she likes to play all night and scream and cry and make noises. And she thinks like 3 a.m. is her time. Some of your parents are like, yeah, I get it. I've been there. <laughs> so my wife was so fortunate to actually reach out to one of her best friends who just had a baby a year ago who did not sleep through the night. They start talking about this program called Taking Care of Babies. And it guarantees that your baby will sleep in 30 days. Now, it's a money-back guarantee. And I love it because my wife signed up for this thing. And she told me about it after. And I was like, oh, you bought an app. Okay, that's cool. She's like, well, it's a little bit more than an app. I said, okay. She's like, yeah, it was $75. I'm like, oh, goodness. Hey, but guess what? 30 days later, Everly is now in a process of sleeping through the night. It's incredible. I wish I knew more about the program to tell you guys, but my wife is fantastic and she's an incredible mom. And really what she experienced was she had somebody in her life sitting at her table next to her, one of her best friends who was gone through exactly what she was going through. And Whit said, hey, I need some help with this decision. What am I supposed to do with Everly? Because she's not sleeping through the night. A lot of us guys with our decisions right now, you're going through something that I guarantee somebody around you at your table has probably experienced. But if we can push back the pride and we can push back the feelings of, man, how are they going to think about me? Or what might they say if I ask them for some help? It would be such a huge support. Last thing we definitely need to do for people at our table, we need to find people who are going to be honest with you. You got to find people who are going to tell you the truth. Now, I'm not talking about people like, well, I'm going to tell them I can see it. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who are in your life 
who care about you, who are for you, and they're going to tell you what you need to hear. I love my mama. I love my dad. We all, I know we all do, but sometimes the advice we get from people who love us so much, it's not the best advice we get because they don't want to hurt our feelings. So we need to be sure that we have some people in our life who, yeah, they might ruffle your feathers a little bit. They might disagree with what it is that you want to do, but in the long run, it's going to help you so much because they're trying to be honest with you. You might be sitting out here right now or, or watching online and you say, okay, find somebody who loves and cares about me. Find somebody who's been there before. Great. Find somebody to be honest with me. Okay, well, I've got uh, only one of these three. I got somebody who really loves me, really cares about me, but he only tells me what I want to hear. And I don't think he has any experience with the decision I'm struggling with right now. Or you might say, well, I've got somebody who's been there before and they're honest with me, but I don't really know how much they really love me and are actually for me. What am I supposed to do in that situation? If that's you and as you're going through this people filter and you're thinking about the people at your table, I want to encourage y'all, and this might sound crazy, but it's one of the most simple things we can possibly do. To find people at our table, pray. And make it a matter of prayer. The one thing the disciples ask Jesus to do, it's not, hey man, how'd you walk on water? How'd you feed all those people with the fish and the loaves? How'd you raise Lazarus? Teach us how to do that. The one thing the disciples asked Jesus to do, teach us how to pray. Guys, we, it's something that is so underrated in the Christian faith, and it's something that we all, I struggle with. I need to do a better job doing. But when it comes to praying, man, pray that God will bring people to our table and in our life to help us with our decisions. Pray that God will bring somebody who loves us and cares about us and has been there before and will be honest with us. It's such a huge first step. Some of y'all are wrestling with that decision right now, and you've never prayed that God will help you with that decision by bringing somebody else at your table. You gotta start doing that. It's a fantastic way to make it happen. Second thing you do, man, you can take a step. You can take a step right here at the summit and get plugged in. And we would love to help you guys with that. And, and I'm talking, if you're watching online, you can even message in the chat room. We have a, a life care team here that is fantastic. And if you want somebody who can help you with the decision that you can't seem to make on your own, I want to encourage you. Talk to life care and get set up with a life care mentor and they will walk through that decision with you. It's a wonderful way to make sure that you're not on your own and you have some wisdom and guidance and support with your decision. Another thing you can do next month, it's our group series. You can join a group. I know for a fact, my wife and I, Whitney, we love our small group and the people in our group, man, they take up a lot of seats at our table. And when it comes to a big time decision that we have to make, man, we reach out and we talk with them and they help us through it so much. It's not as lonely in that situation, right? It's a terrible place to be when you're making these calls on your own. And then lastly, I, I, I wanna challenge you guys, or maybe you could start serving. And the reason I talk about serving and the, the environment, how important it is to serve, to find people at your table, is because we've seen it here. We've seen it in peak with the incredible childcare they provide for, our, for, our, uh, for the babies and the preschoolers all the way up through kindergarten. And I see how happy it makes Iris when she comes home and she's not just, you know, back there in childcare. It is not just childcare. She's learning about Jesus. And that's her favorite place in the entire church. It's love the peak. And I see in Kids Summit with our impact students that come down there and serve and I see the relationships that the volunteers make 
with these elementary kids that are full of energy. And we see it in impact with our, with our high school and middle school leaders and the relationships and the bonds that are made, the community that is formed. It's so cool because our whole goal in, in any of our family ministries, it's so important for us, yeah, to absolutely build relationships with our kids and get them to Jesus. That is the priority. But the relationships that are built with each other, that's awesome. And the spots that are filled up at people's tables with other people that can help them with decisions. It's one of the coolest things. So I'm gonna ask you guys here right now, um, as we wrap up this series, who's at your table? Who are the people right now in your life that you can trust with a decision? Who are the people you lean on, you talk to, you text, you call, you meet every month for coffee? Because they want to help you with the decision that you're wrestling with, and we're not supposed to wrestle with it on our own. Now, people aren't always perfect, no. You'll have some people at your table who will let you down sometimes, yes. But can you imagine how lonely and scary it would be if God's trying to use people in your life to help you with something you're wrestling with right now on your own, and you're saying, no, God, I'm good. I'm going to do this on my own. I never want to be there. Somebody who's at our table every single night with Whitney and I are our two little girls, Iris and Everly. And here's a picture of them. This is Iris. This is the 20-month-old. And there's Everly, our two-month-old. And Iris is adjusting to being a big sister, which is a lot of fun. And Iris's favorite word right now, 20 months, it is no. 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 And she kind of even stomps her foot a little bit, hand on the hip. No. And we'll be like, hey, Iris, Iris, you want some yogurt or applesauce? Those are your favorite foods. You want some? some no. No. <laughs> Pronunciating all the way. Iris, you want to read a book? Brown Bear, Brown Bear? Click, clack, moo? No. 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 Iris, let's go outside. No. <laughs> Iris, Iris, here we go. Let's watch a Disney movie. Your two favorite movies is Toy Story and Zootopia. And she calls Toy Story, Toy Toy. And Buzz is Buh, Buh. And then she calls Utopia, I don't know why she does this, it's great, but she calls Utopia, Dupa 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 Dupa. <laughs> but if I bring them to her and say, hey, Iris, let's watch this, come on. No, no. Iris likes to make decisions on her own. And Whitney and I, as her mama and dad, I love her unconditionally, and we just want what's best for her. But Iris doesn't see that. Iris says, I'm making my own call, my own decision right here, right now. It's my world. I think she really believes it is. And I get convicted thinking of my own life. How many times do I tell God, no? God, I don't want to make that decision yet. I, I, don't, want, I don't want those people at my table. I, I can figure this out on my own. I'm good. I got this. I don't need any help. No, no, no. And I have to think. And it breaks my heart, but God's probably looking down at me saying, man, I just love you unconditionally and I want what is best for your future. If you just trust me. And I think for a lot of us, we gotta stop telling God no. And he's trying to bring people into our life at our table to help us with a decision. But we're just saying no. Gotta stop saying no. Surround yourself with people at your table to help you. And some of you guys might be out here and, and you might be at a place right now 
where you literally have gone through the people filter, you've gone through the God filter, the questions filter, you guys have to make a decision. And you've been thinking about this whole series. Well, now the series is over. And it is time for you to make that decision and follow through with your choice. I know it's not hard, excuse me, I know it's very hard. I know it's not easy. It's never easy to make a decision, especially with some of the things we wrestle with. But the coolest thing is, whether the decision is right or wrong, God's gonna be with us through it. And he wants us to have people alongside us the whole time. Let's pray and talk to him now. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the people that you are trying to put into our lives to help us with the decisions that we're wrestling with. God, I know there's so much going on right now. And the decisions we have to make here as a church are tough. Individually, they're tough with our families. God, please just give us wisdom. Please help us to find people in our lives sitting next to us at our table who will help us and guide us and direct us with the decisions that we need to make. Lord, for those of us who are at a place right now where we've gone through every possible step and now it's just time for us to finally make that call and follow through, please give us the strength and the courage to do that. Father, we love you and we're so thankful that you are trying to fill up our table so we're not alone making these decisions. So thankful for your son, Jesus, and it's in his, and it's in his name we pray today. Amen.